what are five words that come to mind when you think about me? You are an incredibly creative person. You like to create art, just things in general, you know, through through your through your pho- photography, through your video, through just you just in general, you're a very creative person. I mean. I'm your fiance, so I'm, of course I'm going to say the word beautiful. You're the most beautiful woman in the world, and I love you. <laughs> Punch your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and this is a podcast, but you can't really um, see what you're wearing right now. But uh, another word I would use is incredibly stylish, um, with with what you manage to throw together, and how well it always works. You mean it could be a little weird? Could could be could be really elegant it still it still works just about every time no no not just about every time every time really it does so like the way you dress what is that is that three or is that four what is that there you go um i also say you're kind of a dork <laughs> and i mean that in a positive way um you do things a little weird little uh you know a little different than uh one what one might consider normal and I like that about you um, and it's a good a dork is a good thing I mean it can use it could be used negatively but I'm using it in a very positive positive way um, and you are very generous with it, not only with yourself your your time your your resources and I mean just yeah just generous with yourself and to your friends and to complete strangers you will you will give uh, 110% to 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 other people, and that's something to be admired. I'm not gonna read this word for word, but you know, give me give me five words that you would describe me with. <laughs> I tried purposely to not think about it and just see which first ones come to mind. Um, off the top of my head. I don't know if I should or not, but I I will use the word humble. It's okay. I like my ego is true. No, so. no. You, you come across <laughs> as arrogant and you, you try. And I, I guess when I for, at first, or maybe as you were developing as a human being, it really was insecurity. But it's grown into humility. And No, don't laugh at me. It's, no, no, it's true. But it's something that it actually... It's been good. It's been good for me. Okay, but bullet points. Five things. So, yeah, first is humble. Um, you fix things. That's two words, but I'll count as one. You, like, yes, normally it's computers because you're an IT guy, but, like, you just, you're really good. You'll just take it. I guess maybe willingness then. I'll just, I'll have something. I'll literally just throw it at you, and you'll take care of it, and that's great. You're you're brilliant. You actually are. But it it comes out at strange times because you it'll just be out of nowhere and you you'll just spout this fact out, but not in an arrogant way, but it's because you're also a teacher and you you want people to know things and you want to share with them. And it's not in an arrogant way. You're not using information as this power source. But you really just think, oh, this is interesting. It fits with the, the 
the time it fits in this context, let me share this with you. So, humble, willing, brilliant, teacher, uh, you're funny. I, I, I can't think of a better word. Goof. I'm not going to say dork. Oh, really? Yeah. You often tell me that I'm not funny. <laughs> Actually, all the time. No, a lot, me, well, a lot of funny. what you do isn't funny, but who you are is funny. That counts? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I already know this and I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> what was your first impression of me? Now, this isn't going to be a very positive first impression. Um, and it requires a little bit of backstory um, to, how I, to how I met her. Um, this is back in 2013. Um, my parents made me go on a, a missions trip to Panama. And before you, you got to Panama to, to do the missions trip, you had to go through a two-week training course down in Florida. Um, and this is where I met Nelly for the first time. Now, uh, strong emphasis on the word, you know, forced whenever I describe that my parents forced me to go on this trip and I was visibly uh, hated it <laughs> angry upset just very yes very very almost hateful towards everything because I just did not want to be there and the first like memory I guess I have of meeting Nellie what or like how I describe her is is was was like she's like this fake artificial bubbly person who who could pick up on me hating my situation and she was pre- being this like pretend uh positive to me like oh hey jake how you doing or isn't it great or i don't remember like what she was exactly but it was like <laughs> this very positive like cheerful delivery to me about whatever and i just looked at her and i was like you're the most well, i didn't say this to her I, j- I didn't say anything to her i was just so upset at everything, and I was just like, you're the fakest, most generic, uh, like, girl. The, and I just I just sneered at her, and I walked away. And, uh, and, <laughs> and you know, she is not like that. I'm prefacing this. The story is saying she's not like that. That was my negative, my negativity coming out in that moment. But, um, but it, it is, like, seared in my memory of my first impression of her. So, I mean, yeah weird how how things change <laughs> that's okay and yeah, I maybe was a bit too bubbly hey, the context. it's okay it's okay and so i mean i guess what your first and uh, your, your first impression of me there probably was that because because that's when we first met each other but i'll let you i'll ask you what was your first impression of me yeah you were not a happy camper um yeah, you're right. You were forced. You acted like it. But also, back with maybe the insecurity thing, I don't know what. You didn't want to draw attention to yourself. So we were on this team, and there was this this quiet dude in the corner. And, I, again, I wish I you know, knew the, the moment we met and, oh, this and that. No, I don't remember. I just I remember there being a scrawny little kid in pajama pants because it was hot at camp and... I'm still the same size, by the way, <laughs> from from 2013. Oh, sorry, Doug. Yeah, you're right. Um, but you, you just, you were in the corner and you didn't really like it. But I remember, I guess the first moment that you actually 
made an impression was so we're on this team and you went to one of the leaders on the team and basically told them not just like that you they kind of they everyone knew you were kind of shy quiet on the side but you went to them and straight up told them hey I don't even want to go to Panama I'm gonna go to home after the end of camp I'm gonna leave Florida I'm not even gonna even get on that plane and use my passport and go and um Again, all of us would just kind of let you be for the most part, unless I was harassing you with my bubbliness, sorry. But um, I remember about halfway through camp when our leaders told us, like, hey, this jig dude, he's actually not even going to go to Panama. He's going to quit. Um, we we weren't emotionally attached to you, but you were on our team, and <gasps> he's meant to go to Panama. So we were, I remember all of us being like, we got to get Jake to go and convince him to go. And so you have these 30 teenagers trying to convince him, like, we're all going to be great friends. You should come to Panama with us. Don't quit. Um, and you were nice. You weren't rude or anything, but it was having zero effect on you. Um, but long story short, you did go to Panama. But, um, yeah, you were grouchy. You didn't didn't want to be there but you didn't drag people down with you you're really good at at internalizing internalizing (laughs) thanks thanks honey thanks for the help but um no i'm glad you did Alrighty. so what confuses you and about me what's confusing about nelly wadavan you try to describe this to me several times but and i and i this I'm confused by it. I don't get it. Is you keep saying you you can't not think of everything at once, because I I personally am like that's impossible. Every human being is, no matter what. Even if you have like forty five things on your mind, you're still thinking about them one after another. Like it's impossible <laughs> to mash thoughts together because that's not how thinking works. And that's coming from my perspective, where I I do I I do have fifty things in my brain, but like. It's one after the other, quick succession maybe, but they're they're like individual parts of my brain is thinking about this, 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 and that. I can compartmentalize well enough, <laughs> and you tell me you can't, and then it's all just like a puddle, and I just I I still don't believe that to be possible because that's just not how that's just not how brains work. Maybe maybe they do, <laughs> but I just I'm confused that you can say that to me with like a straight face because I don't think it's possible but that's what I'm confused about it's not a boring place I promise mm. you <laughs> oh see your brain's thinking about a box in an attic and that one thing in the box in the attic and mine's thinking the well, 3D see through model of the entire house well there could be multiple boxes on multiple floors it's, no it's they're everything just, they're just the entire it? inventory of the house just all at once Yes, and it's like you can't. That's, I don't you, have that isn't. You can't you. do that. Yes, it's true. I promise you. This is my brain. Okay. Okay. Oh, now I'm thinking about a million things yeah. that I cannot focus. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, so what can what what do I confuse you with about of in with? Hmm. Okay, you told me this today, and I'm, I want to okay. say I believe you. Oh, it's kind of cheating using something mm-hmm. so recently. You said, no, it, you were the chillest man alive, and today you told me, I'm stressed just like you, know. <laughs> no, like, you don't have a bone of stress in your body, and, I don't know, like, and there's times when I just, I don't get, and I know, okay, personality types, and I know that everybody's different, and you can't try to 
make someone something they're not. But I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you're not like a doer and an overachiever and you're not visionary. You don't have these ambitions. And and then, yeah, at the same time, you can say you're stressed. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life, boy? And the, that, But then I have to sit back and realize we're different people and you have your – you do. You have your own stuff you're doing. Does but not go just, back to the compartmentalizing? No, but you're just – you're not a high-intensity dude. And and I'm beginning to realize that that's just who you're going to be for the rest of your life, and that's okay. But I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, why don't you want to do more and be more? But you're just satisfied. Seeing as like a negative thing. I'm not... That's confusing. I'm not going to say yes or no, but it does riddle me. Oh, I have my set goals. I'm just not going to lose my head over it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm a chicken with my head cut off. Uh, <laughs> hey, back me up there, dude. <laughs> uh, ooh. What are some things that, okay, that's easy to talk to me about, but might be hard for you to talk to other people about? Just my general intimacy with you is unique, not just because we're, we're engaged or because we were dating, but even before then. Uh, I've never opened up to people unless I've like, like <laughs> been like forced to. Um, you know, even mom, dad, my brothers, anybody, immediate family, uh, friends. I just, I've been very um, uh, not aloof, but uh, kind of closed off, just because, just in general, I don't. Just intimacy makes me uncomfortable to an extent. Like I'm not afraid of it or anything. I just, if I have a choice whether to do it or not, or to have it, I'll just, I'd rather not have it. Um, and, and since I got to know you, not since I met you, we already covered that, <laughs> but since I've gotten to know you, like whenever I first started having real conversations with you, it's, I have had an in, a special intimacy with you and a unique one because nobody else has it and has gotten it from me so naturally it's not nobody's gotten it to me naturally from like it's it's a natural intimacy it's not like um like you don't pry or anything and you know i i also don't i don't dump my guts out on you but like i i'm not afraid to talk to you about things in general um at an emotional on a spiritual on a uh on a well yeah i guess those are the two kind of conversational levels you can have but i don't really do that with anybody else but you're right it was slow going that's been what six years so almost yeah come June did happen little bits over time yeah oh, that's weird <laughs> uh, okay so how about you What what is what is something that you can talk to me about that other people can't this question is kind of easy I think for us to both answer about ourselves but Oh, you're going to answer for me because I was actually going to have a hard time answering. Oh, yikes. All right. Oh, um, that's not really one thing. You just, I don't know if you think I'm entertaining or you're bored or you actually, I mean, you do care about what I'm saying. I'm not trying to downplay that, but you just, you're so attentive and I, I'm a verbal processor, and I'm a little much sometimes, but I you're literally the first person on planet Earth to not zone out on me when I'm talking, and it really has been 
six years. And maybe you've zoned out and I haven't noticed it. You've done a really good job then. But as just as far as talking in general, like you, you place value in my words. And I think that's what makes it easy to talk to you about anything is because I know you're going to, you're going to listen. You're going to get something out of it, whether I'm telling you about what I had for breakfast, which I do, that probably bores you (laughs) or something deep and big. And that is a part of my heart, but you earned it in the small moments because even if it was dumb, you just don't, you don't zone out, you focus, which maybe shouldn't be rare. But then again, I do talk a lot, so I don't blame people for doing this. <laughs> um, ooh, this is fun. What's the first? What's the first major conversation you remember us having? Um, we were in Panama. Um, a lot of this stuff's gonna go back to Panama, I think. But um, we were on top of. Do you remember that church? You remember what, the project we were working on? Remember the steps next to the building? Yeah, and no. how could I forget? Are you kidding me? Um, the sun was beating down, and it yeah. was dusty. Who's, who's telling the story? No, here? come on. Uh, I think I am. <laughs> um, Shannon Bob made you come up and talk to me. Um, we were on top of the steps. I think we were breaking rocks because we had nothing else to do. You and were grouchy. I was grouchy, and Shannon Bob made you go up and talk to me. And it was small talk at first, and then we had us a little talk about Jesus and the whole point of the mission trip a, a little bit. We just had like a, it was a mini spiritual conversation, but it was mostly just casual talk. I mean, I don't even remember everything we talked about. Just like I have a vague recollection. Oh, I it. do. You want me to remind you? Nah, you don't have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that was, that's the first like real deep conversation we had. I think it was deep at least because it lasted for a good probably like two hours. Absolutely. We're not exaggerating. It was definitely two hours. And I was, I didn't realize it at first, but like I was skipping out on work. Everybody was doing hard work, crushing rocks, carrying buckets. And then I got to sit up on top of these steps and just lazily smash some little pebbles with a hammer while we talked. Um, So I didn't even realize how long it lasted, but, and nor did I realize that, Shannon Bob just made her go do it. Uh, Shannon Bob was our was our missions team leader. Um, I I didn't realize that it was just like she was forced to go up and talk to me. Uh, oh, I did not want to. Yeah. So I said, oh, he's grouchy. Go go see if you can cheer him up. Yeah. So I don't, if it I don't know if it lasted two hours because it because we just made it last two hours or that was like the time limit that she had to uh, talk to me for. But um. But yeah, that was like uh. We had multiple conversations up on top of those steps, but. Um, that was the first time I ever had a real conversation with her after my um, less than positive first meeting with her. So, so, and I will bounce this question back to you. What was, in your opinion, what was the first major conversation we had with each other? It could have been something before then. My memory is not the best. <sighs> nothing. That was the first major. I remember you lost like your glove or something in Florida. Like I remember minor ones, but no, no. Um, and then do I get to fill in the details you missed? Go ahead. Oh, I was well. a different, just like you said <laughs> you were a different person back in high school, I was a different person when I was 17 as well. So yeah. my pride won't be wounded. <laughs> oh, boy. No, no, you're right. It was, we were on top of steps. It was definitely two hours. It was hot. And it was sweaty, and I didn't want to be up there. But no, we, we just had a pile of rocks and these five-gallon buckets and... I was just supposed to be your friend. 
because you weren't clicking with people and most people were eh, like give him space do whatever but no you're right I was I was asked to go um they, they didn't like force us to do like these weird things or be friends on this trip it was just like this really actually not normal but normal thing oh anyways <laughs> I think we're going to some cult camp but uh no we you, we were talking but this actually happened okay you we wasn't just small talk you were trying to get a rise out of me as you, i do no you were you were trying to to prove that i was fake or to, you were asking me these questions about like evolution and and woolly mammoths and dinosaurs that like i had uh, no idea i was a pretty edgy teenager so yeah but you were and i was just sat, and i didn't know but i straight up told you i didn't know and i actually remember you being impressed by that and maybe that's the only time in my life that i've actually admitted to not knowing an answer to something wow <laughs> that was the that was the, the end of my humility <laughs> the beginning of my pride because but no and we did we talked and and then for some reason at dinner you sat with us we didn't have benches or tables we just sat on the grass on this island and i realized oh no i succeeded in making a friend and I just thought it was going to last a summer. It's weird how I don't go away. <laughs> Stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what's something that you've always wanted to tell me, but you haven't? You've asked me this several times in the past, and much like what Gina said earlier, like unless I, it's just something I've forgotten to say to you or it hasn't ever been relevant, and so I haven't remembered to just tell you about it, there's not a whole lot I can say that I haven't said to you. Like, yeah, I, things in my childhood that, like, something will trigger a memory. And I'll probably tell you about it right then and there if, if you're with me. But there's nothing, like, I, like, there's no major thing in my life that I'm, like, anxious or nervous to tell you about. Um, like, I've told you all the great things about my myself and the things I consider the worst things to be about myself too and all at different times um and yeah the only things i haven't told you is just anything i've just forgotten to say or just haven't remembered to tell you yet so and that's not i mean that's like a it's like that's like a get out of jail free card with this answer because it's it's kind of like a it could potentially be a heavy one but i got like the hard stuff out of the way a while ago and so now it's just I get all the easy conversations so <laughs> uh, so what, what is something you've always wanted to tell me but you haven't how great I am uh, um, how good I look in a certain outfit I think I already told you all that actually uh, okay. <laughs> and since I've said it once I don't need to say it again I remember pretty, pretty well okay. from you yeah um so hard because in every relationship even though like yes you trust them you talk it's free but like I know there's something but it's so on the spot like and when you have something to say there's already that trust in that safe space that it's said so it's not like I wake up in the middle of the night and I, do I do I tell him do I not how do I do no like you're right you get the hard stuff out of the way and 
if you do it in the right time in the right space then it really is a safe place for forever oh i wish i wish something came to mind because you're actually going to take me seriously now you won't see when i asked him this question in the car like three months ago he just laughed at me no because my answer is the same every time it's great but (laughs) no it's true i guess there's i don't know there's always a lot of words going back and forth we talk too much as humans (laughs) don't laugh how how can i how can i continue to love you better jake I'm a pretty easy to please person. Easy, <laughs> easy to satisfy person. Um, right now, um, I think this specific point in our lives is kind of challenging um, just because we're you know, with us about to be married here in the next few months. Uh, there's a lot of change coming our way, and you know, a way to love me better is to not just like blindly trust me in everything I do, but to but to see, like, and to understand, like, I'm not, my decision-making isn't just, like, on the fly. It's, it isn't just, the, I'm not just waking up every day and flying by the seat of my pants here. It's, you know, just, just you understanding that, you know, it's, it's difficult, and I'm, and I'm trying to, to fix everything and to, to organize everything to help us succeed and, and not just as newlyweds, but you know, life, life here in life here in Chicago, life here while you're still in school, um, to just you know rely on me, to to make that something that you can we we can both you know just rest comfortably in and and yeah succeed with, if that makes sense. <laughs> Your poem. <laughs> Don't turn it to my mother. I mean, I love you, mom. But no, it does. I think it's easier said than done, though. But thank you. Mm. How can I continue to love you better, Nellie? Unfortunately, I nag you about this all the time. Just write, babe. Study the great poets of the past and write me more love letters. Just do it. <laughs> no, no, like handwritten. I don't want like a cute. Hi, I think you're pretty text. I'm I've sorry. I read those letters and I I just don't, I don't. They're flowery words and they're they're prose. It's it's like it's like just dumping sugar straight into somebody's stomach. It's no, don't copy and paste it. Make it your own. Okay. You can write a love letter with satire in it. That's okay. But just pen and ink on paper. This is to all the men that are listening. By the way, I'm not trying to stereotype or generalize women, but. Handwritten note goes a long way. Like spray a little cologne on it. I think that's yeah. what women like. Hey, wait, pause. You know exactly what you're withholding. Um, no, but I, <laughs> I, I, I do. I love surprises, whether it's a random letter out of the blue or like I'm thinking a mile a minute. I and I just wish you would surprise me more with like little big things. I don't care because for you to actually do something that a i haven't figured out seen through or know is coming and for you to actually pull it off whether that's bringing home chocolate milk and hiding it in the fridge or something big like there's like this pride and love and i'm like hey i feel known and loved also well done i'm proud of you 
Wow. Yeah. So it benefits me too is what you're saying. Two-way street. See, incentive. Why uh, not? Okay. But but also, um, handwritten letter. You can borrow my pens and paper if you want. Just as long as you use your own clone. Okay. All right, yeah. I, w- I would be weird if you had clone, but yeah. I can do that. <laughs> All right, we have this in writing, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, let well, you, I'll update it's you on when it comes. my voice recording, but you don't have me. I haven't signed anything. I haven't... Um, I haven't written up any any documents or anything here, so you're gonna have to. Oh, no more disclaimers. You're gonna need a little bit more than that than just my voice. <clears throat> Speaking of, in what moments do you feel least cared for by me? Hmm. That's a hard question because I I I admit that I am very easy to please, and it's easy to make me feel loved. Um. You can be brutally honest. Oh, that's not, I'm they'll trying get, to be. I'm trying out. to be brutally honest. They'll edit I'm just, it out if it's horrid. Uh, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just drawing a blank here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm perfectly loved all the time. I mean, we should both strive to do that. But, um, I, I don't know. I think maybe sometimes you don't. It you don't understand. Like you going back to what you said earlier, right? I you told you said. And that I said um, that I'm just as stressed as you are, and sometimes you don't take it as seriously just because I don't outwardly show it. I'm I'm not very expressive in general, um, and I'm I'm very flat, even faced, and you know, not stoic, but like I I just I don't show my excitement i don't show my my sadness generally on you internalize a lot yeah but so what whenever you say i'm not as stressed as you are i mean i'm not stressed in the same way i, I mean like in i'm not stressed about the same things but you know it's i i'm still facing stress with a lot of things uh, and i'm just i it's just a little it's it's not as easy i guess to pick up on that for me just dab. <laughs> so okay, do we did it? Do we both ask this question? In what moments do you no? Do you least, do you feel least cared for by me? You, you can tell me. You, you said to be brutally honest, so I expect you to live by your words. Oh no, it's okay. Oh, no, I think you. It's okay. Come on. Alrighty, alrighty. Um. Just kidding. You can skip it. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot well. You really do. And I know I need to do a better job at it. I know. You know there's a butt coming. <laughs> no, it's just... When I tell you I need something, and I use the word need, I actually mean it. So, like, if I need space, if I need you to call me, if I need you to, um, I don't know, write a letter, <laughs> put a stamp on it, put it in the mail, if I need... And I feel like, like it's this, this desperation inside of me that I've started to use it a lot more because I'm realizing I need these things from you. And, and maybe I do priority check and I say, well, no, like, how much of this is a need from a human being is healthy as far as being your boyfriend, fiance, your future spouse? How much of this is good and how are you prioritizing this? And, okay, chill, Nellie. Is this a need you're trying to fulfill in a human being that you actually need Jesus to fill? So I know that there there are spiritual boundaries there too. But also, if if I tell you I need something, 
maybe sit down and talk about it and help me understand why, A, you're not giving me what I think I need and why Jesus does if you want to go that route. Or you could just borrow some of my pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage counseling, one Okay. But now the good stuff. What moments do you feel most cared for by me? Okay. Mm. I repeat this again. I'm very, very easy to please in terms of uh, yeah, love and affection. Um, very, I'm like a, uh, if you were, what's that like love test for the ways, types of love? Gary whatever. Chapman, come on, love what, languages. Love that one. I took the test. He's and, not a moody. <laughs> and I, um, I, I scored like a huge percentage on the, the physical affection. Um, you know, just, I feel the most loved by you or most cared for. I mean, just, you know, uh, hug, a hand on my shoulder, your head on my shoulder, something, just something where we're, we're you know, like holding hands or something or just sitting on the couch and, uh, you know, you're, you're just leaning on me. It's, that's where I feel most loved and there's it's very simple and not very complex way to show it um and that's when i yeah that's that's when i feel most cared for and most appreciated so nelly honey uh in what moments do you feel most cared for by me that isn't just everyday existence Oh, that I'm in your life. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just your presence as well. No, um... I think it's just knowing that you're willing to absorb the, my craziness and who I am and what I am. And you come in and you, you're calm and you're this or you're that. And just absorbing that. Whether it's just telling me, no, like, go sit, chill, I'll take care of this, or driving me places or just it's little things it's practical it's just meeting my needs when i'm too much of a chicken with my head chopped off to do it myself and but you do it well and you don't just do it because like oh my gosh i just need to calm her down or if i do this crazy nelly will retreat and wonderful nelly will return <laughs> but you do it because you actually care about me and you care about end goal and then what are you most excited about um for the wedding Oh, this is the bonus question. Okay. No, what are you most excited about with Nelly specifically? With Nelly specifically. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum. Who? Okay. Oh, wait. I will ask again. So what are you excited... Wait. How do you phrase that? Just what am I most yeah. excited about What's with gonna you? Yeah. What's going to be great? What's going to be great? It's going to be so wonderful living life together I mean we've been long distance for you know our entire relationship since we were friends till now I mean till just recently um and you know I'm uh, like I, I w I've been ready for it to to be over and done with the long distance I mean and and now it's like it's definitely guaranteed done June 8th 2019 be there um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's over and done with, yeah. and we're gonna be having life together, and and I'm not gonna have to plan my plan out the times I see you weeks or months in advance, and you know, at the spending 
hundreds of dollars on plane tickets for a four day trip down to or over to wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be really nice. Well, more than nice, but I'm I'm using humble words. <laughs> yeah, and I just can't wait for you to get just get to meet my friends and people that I love so much. Finally meeting friends, family. It's good because I know a lot of wonderful people, and you're a wonderful person. And I can't wait for everyone just to be in one place and to celebrate. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. She thinks it's going to be great. It'll probably be great. All right.